0: Let's talk
1: about sex. We're listening to Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. How are you? We're glad you're here.
0: Welcome to the show. We have some great things lined up for you.
1: And I hope that wherever you are in this great world, that it's going well for you. Because I I know for me this morning already, Gina, just to... The little bit of show prep and the conversation we've had totally changed my day.
0: <laughs> me the, too. I've gone better. from stressed <laughs> to pretty happy.
1: For the better. <laughs> and we want to welcome you because we love our listeners and we love when people will speak up and give us feedback and give us thoughts on various shows. And just this morning, my wife listened to one of the shows on the way to work and sent me a text saying, I really liked episode 42. And oh, I was like... What do we talk about? Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, which one was that? <laughs> And she said, so she made me text it back with, you know, help, my spouse says I'm boring. And that was, uh, a, that, that was a fun show, I remember. That was fun. And if you would like to give us some feedback, you can email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or if you like the show and you like what, we're, what we've got going on here, where we're trying to help swim against the stream and against the current of a lot of the mm-hmm. culture of improving married sex and all that that means. We would love it if you would hop on iTunes and give us a five-star review if you like what we got going on here, because that helps more people find the show. Yeah. And so, Gina, last week, we mm-hmm. did a show that was talking about I Just Went Blank.
0: <laughs> on well, our show. E- Oh, our email or our show?
1: The show that we talked about. Well, disappointments. Disappointments, and, yeah. And, and at the yeah. opening, you opened the show with a story about how you just got back from out of town. Right. And we're all kind of, you know, amorous on your drive home, really looking forward to the drive home and the time with Paul that night. And you get home and it just immediately switched. Right. The mood blew up before
0: I got in the door. It went went really sour. Because
1: circumstances just changed. Right. you know, it was that we have new shows every Wednesday and I think this email came Wednesday like two hours after the show went live. Sweet. Which is awesome. And so it's I'm gonna read parts of it because okay. this is interesting because the, the question comes from I listened to the podcast today and I have one question. What's wrong with Gina being annoyed that her husband wasn't thoughtful enough to make someone move their car to give mom her parking space? What's wrong mm-hmm. with asking or wanting men to be thoughtful? I would have acted and felt the same way as Gina. We're supposed to be honored by our husbands, and they're supposed to treat us as more important than a television show. <laughs> the problem is for me, I understand it's my expectation and my problem, and that my husband should be as thoughtful as me. Yet I struggle with disappointment all the time because husbands don't usually think outside themselves like this. Why? Can't they be trained? Haha, <laughs> you know, especially if they want <laughs> sex, which is interesting because that could be a future show. <laughs> on, on what you can get a man to do in the name of foreplay. Nothing makes us feel less sexy and not want to have sex with our husbands when we when we are not put first ahead of the television or anything else but God for that matter. I want to feel special and thought of. Is there something wrong with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good cuz then I got mad when I I'm like, yeah, darn it. He was a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. I love this reader. I wish we could go have coffee.
1: That'd be great. Yeah, cuz I read it I read this to my wife too and she's like, "Exactly." I mean
0: Yeah, it's funny because Corey first read this email and thought the listener was like bitter, and and, and us yeah. women went.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I mean, it, I guess it's just a true gender separation there because at first I read it like, wow, and then after I read it to Pam, and her response was, yeah, and I'm like, oh, now, oh, now I see exactly what you're talking about. Okay,
0: that's, that's right. We're gonna try to soften you up.
1: Well, oh. Uh, Good luck. No, I'm kidding.
0: Here, <laughs> I do want to say this, um, that it, normally Paul is super thoughtful. He's actually, a um, his love language is acts of service. So I, this was a little bit out of character because he normally parks in that spot because it's really cold and he gets, he has to leave for work at 4.30 in the morning. So a lot of times he'll just put my car in the garage. So afterwards, you know, but so kind of he's used to really being thoughtful. So that does kind of play into, wow, why was this sort of a little bit more not thoughtful evening? But I think the bigger picture is what are, what are your spouse's love languages? Because you know for these different reasons paul was just so excited to kinda of get his work out of the way on his laptop so he could be alone with me you know so he was thinking quick i i gotta finish this navy stuff he's a navy reservist so after his day job he's got all this other work so he was thinking if i can get this done then you know i'll I'll be able to be with gina where i came home and saw it is gosh, she's on this stupid computer right here And he literally did not hear me. If he had heard me pull up, he would have jumped up, got my bags, and kissed me. So I think we tend to project our method of what we think is loving, what's the correct behavior, what should be communicated. We project that on our mate. Mm -hmm. And when they don't do it our way, we assume what they're thinking. Right, or we don't even see it. Exactly. They didn't see it. Paul literally did not hear me drive up. Right. So um what is wrong with those expectations of wanting to be treated special? Absolutely nothing. Just yep. go ahead and communicate them.
1: Yep. And
0: so so let them know maybe, wow, I don't I hate that this bothered me, but in my mind I wish that you did this and this. It would have made me feel so tingly and special and loved. So just kind of put those things into words.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you have to think of it in terms of the circumstances because it is out of character. What you're describing was was kind of out of character for your relationship and for your husband. Right. Because I think of the scenario in a different situation where, you know, I've had let's let's say I've had a really really rough day. You know, Mm -hmm. the kids have just been going crazy, clients have been bad, or things have just gone wrong online. You know, there's things have not. It's just been an exhausting day. And so I come home, and I just lay on the couch and just relax. I put the kids in front of the TV, and I just, all right, I'm just vegging. And then Pam walks in, and she sees that and immediately thinks, what have you been just laying on the couch all day and let the kids watch TV all day? And it's like, no, that's not at all what happened. But you walk in, and you kind of, what's going on? You know, so you have to make sense of something that maybe your, your thought process takes it down one path, but that's right. not the path that's happened. Right. You know, and so then all of a sudden you realize, you know, because I can think of those scenarios that have happened where she's come in and wanted to get some th- certain things done and expected or wanted some help, and I've been engaged in something else, and she doesn't see that, oh, hold on a sec. Okay, that was really unfair of me to expect or think that you have done absolutely nothing all day, and so now I'm mad at you when in reality... I've had a really bad day, too, so let's kind of air clear the air with that and then figure out what we need to do going forward.
0: Right. Corey, I love that you're the work from home dad that speaks <laughs> for all these work from home moms.
1: <laughs> well, I try to stay in touch.
0: I tell you know, wow
1: with that and and also we're the work for home dads that's a that's a bigger phenomenon now that's That's it a is. bigger thing, and for us, it's playing to our strengths. Although, there's times when I I cannot be what my wife is to my kids. I mean, she has a certain nurturing to her that I just can't do it. I don't know. I I have those thoughts. I mean, last night my daughter, who's seven, had a nightmare. So I wake up at 2.30 in the morning and I hear her in her room crying.
0: Wow. Which,
1: you know, that's a big deal because she usually never awake at night. So I go in and she's sitting up in her bed just petrified. I'm like, what's up, honey? And, and so she's telling me what all happened. And I'm sitting there rubbing her back and just trying to, you know, soothe her. Baby, we're safe here. You're fine. You know, everything's good. Tell me about it. You know, I'm doing the therapist kind of when you talk it out, that helps clear things. And, you know, boy, yeah, that's, all, that's what my kids need is a 24-hour therapist. So, you know, I'm trying, she talks it through. And then I'm just kind of, all right, honey. And I'm sitting there thinking, I just want to go back to sleep, man. I was, I was out. And I go back, I finally just leave, and I think I probably left too soon, whereas my wife would have probably climbed into bed with her and maybe even slept the whole rest of the night with her. And that's just wow. like, I'm not doing that. Yep. I'm going back to my bed. <laughs> you know, and it's just that whole. <laughs> was Pam gone? No, she was home, and when I get back in bed, she's like, is she okay? And You know, because we just, she's oh, like. I got gotcha. you. It's, it's a week, and this is a tough week for her with work, so I do not mind taking the stuff that comes up in the middle of the night. Aww. because she needs, you know, she needs to sleep. She worked like 15 hours yesterday or something. So it's just one of those that, all right, we play to our strengths and we try to be honest with each other and upfront about things. And that leads me to this idea when it comes to sex mm-hmm. and how we've talked about lots of different times, sex has different meanings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a uh, one encounter has different meanings for both, both parties involved. You know, one's looking for one thing, the other's looking for another thing. Hmm. And one of the best things you can do, or a good thing that you can do to improve your sex life, is to be upfront about what you're looking for. You know what? What do you want? You know, hey, it's been a long time, honey. (laughs) I just want some release. Are you willing to help me out? Or, you know, man, remember that time, and you and you try to recreate something that where the mountains were moved, Mm -hmm. if you will. And so I'm interested in, since we've been talking about the gender differences already in this show, the differences on how, if if you're going to go, for the sake of our conversation, let's go to the stereotypical, if you will, male high desire, more interest in sex than the woman, at least in the desire aspect. A wife's tendency, willingness, interest, to have sex just for the sake of her husband. I mean, that's, that's one of those, that's an interesting thing to me, mm-hmm. of a woman that's willing to do that. That it's, you know, because I, I, I don't know, maybe men are selfish, if you want to think of it in a negative term, and selfish, yeah, that's the wrong term, but that's another show. Um, is it, you know, I, sex is pleasure for me. That's that's the that's the one of the main parts of it is is the pleasure involved and associated with it. Then there's the other aspect of it, of the connection that mm-hmm. sometimes way outweighs just the pleasure. We can talk about right. that too the, today. But give me your thought, Gina. Of, of you, you get to represent women.
0: Okay, that's convenient.
1: <laughs> yes, because you've been one your whole life. I my
0: whole life, but I've only been this low desire spouse, you know, part of the time and then sort of a I'm trying to think when there's seasons of where it's just a concession. So I do kind of want to say to the younger listeners that a lot of times your drive gets a lot higher and we hear that a lot from our listeners as well. The woman's drive gets higher as she gets older right. and especially when, you know, we're not worried about having babies or getting pregnant or some of this, you know, life just gets a little bit simpler. Right. So um, are, we're pretty equally matched at this point. But this idea of, okay, let's just say you're laying there in bed and you feel a big old boner from your husband in your back. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And just ask. Because sometimes maybe you're he's trying to figure out what he's going to say there because you haven't even been really flirtatious with each other.
1: Yeah, that nothing has I, been engaged mentally. This is just a Yeah, exactly.
0: So you're thinking, oh, um. So then, like, hey, hey, do you need some help there? Or, you know, addressing what's going to happen there. I would say when you're used to sex becoming something pleasurable, then you open yourself up. That it's always a benefit to go ahead and be totally present in the moment. Like, if you're going to just say, oh, well, you know, I'm not in the mood here, but obviously he's got some needs, then why not? open yourself up and, and just enjoy it and and enjoy being together and enjoy making them feel good and maybe it's only going to be five minutes but usually it turn out turns out to be a good idea like hey that was a good idea
1: okay but how i mean that's see that's a difficult transition i would think for a lot of our listeners to get to that point because you know pam and i had this conversation in prep for this show and you know I've, i like to bounce things off of her as well and you know she talked about with her journey that, you know, there's times when, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm willing, I'm present. This isn't necessarily for me. So there's not a whole lot of foreplay involved. It's not, it's usually just get the deed done and let's go to sleep, you know, enough already. Exactly. (laughs) So if that's what, is that will help us get to sleep? (laughs) Okay. Then there's other times where, you know, I think she, she mentioned that guilt starts to creep in of like yes. oh man it's been so long or i know that whatever and then it starts getting resentful and then you're every, you're then you're not any anywhere present you're in your yeah. own head. you're just a body and that's that's what brings up the scenario for a man of am i willing to take sex for just sex sake or Am I looking for something more? And having to have some clarity about what I am searching for or seeking in the moment as well.
0: Well, the tough thing is so many of our listeners, that's all they ever get. Sex for sex sake. That's True. partly why they're listening because they're so frustrated. Yeah. So that's, these are different women that we're talking to. The woman with the no drive yeah. It's always it's always an issue. So to you boy, check out the stuff we have to help you heal your sex life and heal your sex drive because once you learn to take charge of your own sex drive because you deserve to feel great and you want to feel great, you want to rewrite your story, then everything changes. But in the meantime, when it comes to just giving sex for sex sake, boy, learn to to do something. Learn to get up, brush your teeth, wash your face, or do something that you where you can take a breath and become present and just okay. say, I love to make my husband happy.
1: Well and this is on both parties too, because sex for sex sake is not just the low desires issue. It's, okay. You know, the the That's the, true. the thing I think of is one is one of the deals that Schnarz has said in the past in one of his talks where you have the, the, a real huge gap between high desire and low desire in a couple, let's say. Mm-hmm. And the low desire sex, in reality, there could be a part of them that's not desiring sex because they know the sex is bad.
0: That's they true. They know it's,
1: it's just horrible sex. You know, it's just not worth it. So they actually have more, more clarity about what's right. going on. That's why they have a low desire. Who you need to be wondering about is the high desire who wants multiple helpings of bad sex you know it's like hold on i've never thought of it that way and that's part of what changed my life was realizing was was realizing wait what's happening is not a deeper blessed sacred coming together union kind of an experience what's happening could be done solo it's just i'm using pam's Mm. body Okay, and so that's what brought about because I've mentioned this before on some past shows. Of that's what brought about the move that I made. Of wait, at one point during the middle of sex, stopping and saying, "Where are you, honey? You know this. This is just your body. What What is this?" And she's like, "I'm not here." You know, and that was Mm -hmm. a big move for her to honestly become present with where she was. And so, so that left it with me of okay. Normally, I would have powered through because it's sex. I mean, come on, after all, it's sex. And instead, it's like, all right, that's not what I want. I want you. And so whenever you're ready, let me know or something. I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but stopped and got up and left, you know, left the room and then we talked some more a little bit later and then kind of went on about our day. But it was just that was a huge change.
0: But was that from a season of, of there not being, because if sex is normally a nice connection and it's something that's working all the time, I can't see see you walking out on something that's one night is no, would have been this
1: would have been the, from, from the connection of sex for just sex sakes was, was kind of the norm. Okay. It wasn't, I mean, we saw, we had glimpses and I think every couple has this where you get glimpses of what it could be, mm. you know, where you're both just in it. And, mm-hmm. and it just, you you catch, you know, views of the promised land, if you will, <laughs> you right. know, of man, it could be so spectacular.
0: Yeah. And, if we were here together. Exactly. And so you <laughs> yeah. kind of
1: get moments of that
0: uh. and
1: then you lose it. And then I think lots of couples try to go back, especially one of them tries to go back and recapture that. And it's really hard to, because mm-hmm. the other person's not there or. They've got resentment, or guilt, or frustration, or stress, or all these different things that are combating against their sex drive, and their right. connection, and their presence. So it takes a whole lot more growth, and presence, and and solidness, or centeredness, if you will, to to recreate those things. Because you have to be present in the moment, and that in,
0: right. you know, and
1: practicing that skill of immediacy is is hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, some of our listeners, you'll have to learn. Open your eyes. Look at each other. Yeah, turn the lights uh, on
1: or, the, or light a candle. Or Oh, uh, uh, yeah,
0: I forget people do it in the dark. Get, what get, is up with that?
1: Get, get to where you, you can see each other.
0: And, oh, and I can't even imagine not being able to see. You know, and,
1: and actually talk to each other.
0: Yeah, About talk.
1: what's going on with you during the moments you're together. And that's, that's the main recommendation we constantly come back to is start talking.
0: Yeah, before and during and after and without accusing, without defensiveness. Yeah, because sometimes,
1: per your scenario you talked about earlier, you're in bed and you feel, oh, he's he's raring to go. (laughs) You know, honey, I would love to, but not tonight. You know, it's just, because that's not, it's not always can you make yourself interested in it. Or can you engage? Well, that's why you
0: have lube.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) Get the slippery. But what if he's wanting more than just release? And you're not there. You know, and that's just it. You know, because a woman, biologically, takes longer to get going. Right. You know, a man, yeah, ready to go. (laughs) You know, doesn't take long, typically. So... Sometimes men are at fault because they don't invest the time engaging their wife. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't engage her mind. They don't set up the scenarios. They don't pique her interest and draw her to him.
0: Yeah, just grabbing, that's not, yeah. not going to do yeah, it. Reaching
1: over, grabbing her breast is typically not a good first move. Pouncing
0: on her when she climbs out of the shower.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you need you need to you need to stoke the fire a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, all of the above. Sex for sex's sake, it can be nice. It can be frustrating. It can become lonely. So be clear on what, where you're going, and what you want to create together. Sometimes, no, understand. Like sometimes, have a conversation about sex on a menu.
1: Hey, and there you go. I just came across um, a book that was, it was on uh, the Ironwood Alpha Moves. I can't remember the exact title of it. Wow. But, but it's, it's a guy it's written for men on just trying to instill some more alpha into, okay. your, into your relationship, into your life. And because it's, it's based off of the idea that sexual desire is a result or a reaction to stimuli. You know, so that's
0: I'd say that's true. I think
1: it is. Biologically speaking,
0: definitely a woman
1: is turned on by stimulation. By <laughs> like touch. Yeah. Well, by and by visual and sti- by mental right. everything. You have to engage her. sound. Yeah, right. And so he's talked about these different types or stages of sexual encounters that he and his wife have created. And he lists them in the book. And he goes with the idea of it's, it's based off of the whole theme of dining out.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Go, let's go ahead and share and, that. I might've seen it as well.
1: And it's great because you have like the bare bones maintenance sex is just the McDonald's drive-thru. Yes. You know, so it's just this, it's, it's no frills. It's just for release. It's the honey, I'm tired, but you go ahead and do your thing kind of thing you know it's i'm gonna gonna go ahead and and do a crossword puzzle while you're going at it all right (laughs) what it's just don't wake me up for this type of thing you know it's it's just for release that's just the bare bones i'm interested in some drive-through tonight you know then the second is golden corral (laughs) which is just the no frill sex there's low expectations for both there's little to no foreplay it's it's but it is a connection you both are a little more present you know, but it's, wow,
0: I would think Golden Corral is this unlimited buffet. But okay, I'm, okay, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. it's then, like
1: then the next is is pizza. So the third level is I'm just going to go for some pizza. So there's light to medium foreplay. It's comfortable. It's pleasant. You know, that's to your analogy of sex is like pizza. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes it can be really hot and it's hot and great, and, and even cold pizza can be good. And pretty okay. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. So, and it's even the, hey, was it good for you kind of sex? You know, it's where (laughs) there is a connection. There's some eye contact. There's some kissing. There's some more than just physical coming together. Right. Then there's Chinese, (laughs) which there's medium to heavy foreplay. There's some oral sex, but usually not to orgasm. There's some major kissing. Some multiple orgasms could be possible. That mm-hmm. happens, you know, so there's, it's a little bit more involved, more engaged, more prolonged encounter together. And he does also state that the levels of Chinese and above can't usually be attempted with kids in the house.
0: Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. So you got Chinese and then you have Italian.
0: Which- I think this is so subjective. I don't <laughs> like his labels he put to them. I'd give them numbers like level one, two, three, four, and five. That'll but work. Our-
1: yeah, that'll work, but just for the sake of – exactly. well, the nice thing about it with the, with the terminology is – You can make your own. Well, you can make your own, and I would suggest couples do that because yes, this, uh, this opens up the scenario for having conversations about sex in front of other people, and they have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Okay, that, that's true. Which we there's have your own little, little language. Codes. Yeah,
1: there's your own code words of, hey, honey, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like some Italian tonight <laughs> well no we had italian last week how about some golden corral you know and that's pretty your funny. kids have no clue what you're talking about then exactly
0: okay so, so let's talk about the no kids in the house so that could
1: be that could be good to have some sort of terminology whether you agree with gina and you don't like this terminology or not whatever <laughs> so you got italian which is sex after a date type of sex so there's been some oh, build-up right you know there's been yeah. some engagement there's some, some romanticism. There's a lot of erotic buildup, and it's an extended sexual encounter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so it takes time to unfold. You know, it's it's not just right. sweaty, passionate, get it done quick. It's take your time. Then there's who
0: has time to get wait get it done quick? Is not sweaty, passionate.
1: Okay, so sweaty. Well, sweat. I guess get it done quick. Well, it takes time to work up a sweat. Thank you very much. Well, if, you know, if you're outside and it's hot, anyway.
0: <laughs> okay. Then you
1: have continental. Which is the high fantasy type of sex, the only possible when kids aren't in the house, where so you have some lots of experimenting, lots of different positions, some role play, some fantasy, mm-hmm. lots of engaging, multiple times. It, so, this, you know, I think one of the words he says is for this one, you need to have this is the three day weekend kids are away type of sex where you have access to soundproofing.
0: Yes, so you can scream and not worry.
1: so you can just go at it. You can have apparatus, you can have whatever you want, it's fair game. And then the last one he has is the four-star hotel sex, which is where you throw caution to the wind, it's totally erotic, even slutty, it's wild, it's passionate, it's crazy. You don't have to worry about what the shape the room is when you leave. Okay. Said, All right, then. Yeah, and the four star hotel sex is expensive. Right. You know, okay. Because you're talking, unless, I mean, he even makes, unless you're trying to fulfill the cheap hooker fantasy of pay, pay by the hour, you know, usually she's not up for that. She wants the more prolonged, let it go kind of a thing. But if a couple can have these types of encounters once a year, it can produce light years of good things for the relationship. Because you get to recreate it in your mind, you get to think about it, you know. So those types of encounters encounters play a big role in what unfolds down the road.
0: Yes, because, you know, most memories or even imaginations, they're kind of this hologram in your brain that lasts 12 seconds. So if you've got these really great memories, then you can always tap back into them into your in your mediocre sex moments yep. so they're never taken away from and, you,
1: and yeah and you get to recreate it you get to
0: mm-hmm.
1: imagine it again to get back in the mood for something else and sure. i mean so that it pays off over and over and over
0: so i want our listeners to tell us what they would label their levels yeah, you have got of- a
1: great terminology please so- hop on sexymarriageradio.com <laughs> And leave a comment or send us an email and let us know a good terminology. Because that would be great to hear what, other, what works for other people.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I, that's one of the things I think of is you get into the idea of I have these expectations for the move I'm going to make tonight. Mm. And, you know, so we have golden corral sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, gross, you, if you will. If you will. So, you know, it was pleasant. It was pleasant, It was comfortable. No, that wasn't Golden Corral. It was pizza. So it was good. But yet what I was wanting was something much more engaged and much more passionate and wild and crazy. So therefore, the sex I had, I'm actually disappointed in.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: if you can, at the beginning, as you're building up, have some sort of a framework you already start to change what it can unfold.
0: Yeah, because you come in boy. more realistic. That's fun.
1: Yeah, and you also come in more realistic. Yeah. And then you could think of it. You could you could call audibles during it. Of wait, I want to order off the menu. <laughs> wink wink. Uh, all <laughs> on you know, cart. Yeah, right yeah. What would all it take? earlobes. What would? Yeah. What would it take? What would it take to add this to the to the buffet? Or That's what would it take awesome. You know, so. You can have fun with that, which then opens up the whole dynamic between you Yeah. to where then hopefully you're not harboring resentment and dealing with guilt. If you're in the moment, you actually can have fun with this time and actually enjoy this time, which, man, if there's one area of our life, if we could learn to have more fun with, with our spouse, that pays dividends in every area of your life.
0: Of your whole life. That's exactly. Not just your marriage, but your life.
1: Yeah. Your your career is better. Mm -hmm. Your family life is better. Your friendships are better. Mm -hmm. I mean, things are just better. And so, Mm. man, I I just would wish and pray that couples listening to our show, which are the most awesome couples and people out there in the world, Mm -hmm. that they will figure out a way to just bring this kind of stuff up with their spouse. You know, that's the, one of the emails, several of the emails I love hearing that we've heard several times is, I found your show, I loved yeah. it, and I got my spouse to start listening too. Yeah, and man, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, we love that. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, if you do love our show and you think more people should find it, that's if you give us a five-star rating there on iTunes, it helps us. It makes iTunes place us a little higher yes. and let people know about us. So,
1: yeah. we so love that. if you've got... Man, I don't know how to wrap this show up other than go get, go get your menu.
0: Yeah, go out to <laughs> eat with your spouse. And as soon as you pull out the menu, say, hey, hey, this reminds me of a conversation I heard. There you
1: go. So what would your menu be? You
0: yeah.
1: Know, and how can we... Uh,
0: you could even play with it on the menu. Appetizers, main course, dessert. Sure you could. See, we have all kinds of <laughs> opportunities for you to speak sexy with your mates.
1: Perfect. So this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We are glad you joined us. So please yes, let are. us know what you think. We are open to your thoughts. And wherever you are, whatever you got going on today, I hope that it is an incredibly wonderful day.
0: Absolutely.
1: Talk to you again next time.
0: (laughs) You bet. Take care, everybody.
1: Let's talk about...